This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robux, senior handicapper Steve Wiss is alongside me. Daniele Fisichella is with us for a seventh consecutive week uh, and if you don't know uh, this is a winner stays on show so the challengers only get paid when they're on the show so Daniele your invoice and the amount that's on it must be getting bigger by the week Nigel's going to be skinned Hi, Dan. well I know the Ferrari got delivered this morning but I'm not sure I might, I might send it back go for a Porsche but yeah, yeah I mean just that's, that's, that's the life I'm living now at the moment higher, higher Jay yeah. has it Morning. This is this is how we roll. Uh, RJ is back, as you can see. And while Daniele has defeated RJ previously, and indeed everybody else on a couple of occasions, multiple times, RJ, I can tell you, is the only challenger to have managed to profit when he's been on against Daniele. Um, so you know, RJ was in good form, just <laughs> happened to come up against Daniele, who was in better form. RJ, how have you been? Yeah, great, great to be here. Good, good morning, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, doing good, good to be back. It's uh, Danielle, impressive run, my friend. Um, you know, I got, I don't have a Porsche or a uh, a Ferrari in the driveway yet. Maybe I'll give, maybe I'll give you my, I... I'll give you mine. I'll, I'll lend you <laughs> mine for a couple of days. Yeah, all right. I appreciate that, my man. We'll, we'll check back in a month, but uh, yeah, great to be here with you all. And uh, yeah, ready to ready to get after it. Uh, Steve, both yourself and Daniele, uh, were in profit last week. RJ, of course, the last time he was on the show as well. So hopefully we can have a good money-making weekend. We are due one, I think, Steve. I'll tell you what vehicle I need around here today. I need one of these, like, Chelsea tracks of 4 before type. Oh. Uh, well, snow's just come in Yorkshire, you see. Heavy snow. So it's one of those shows where I might get interrupted by a school ringing me up saying come and get your kid or the wife <laughs> might be on the blower saying what yeah. do I do I need to come home so um yeah you know what snow's like in the UK we cannot handle snow over here and uh, even in Yorkshire we can't handle it Dan so uh, but yeah in terms of this profit and show uh, I hit the hot dog last week two unit play I was pleased to find the cash that one Daniele's been in profit again and you know the man who started off um you know, back in early January RJ's back he was very unlucky to lose that week Mm, well, it's very unlucky to lose. A reminder of the challenge. We've tweaked it again ever so slightly. Four plays still count, including a best bet two-unit pick. Uh, and we've got the big price hot dog section. Uh, again, we'll be looking ahead to the two big games this weekend across the continent. We've got one in Spain, one in Germany. Top two go to head-to-head head in both countries. It's at Real Madrid against Girona and uh, Bayern are heading to face uh, by a Leverkusen. Um, the other two picks are basically free picks for all of our handicappers. Don't have to necessarily go for a same game party, but we have got one uh, on the show nonetheless. Uh, we're going to start with Steve's best bet of the weekend. Borussia Mönchengladbach take on Darmstadt. Uh, Gladbach a minus 175 here. Darmstadt big price plus 440. Not easy as you think betting overs in Germany. 
Uh, we know that the average goals per game is over three in the German top division, but only seven teams are profitable in the Bundesliga if you back them every single week when it comes to over two and a half. The most profitable st- team, Steve, is... Well, you actually sent me this on a tweet last night and I've forgotten which team it is, but I would have to go <laughs> because because there's 18 out of 20 games over two and a half for Gladbach. It's got to be them. It is Gladbach by quite some way. And you have gone for Gladbach with goals once again, but not the two and a half line. It's difficult to get the two and a half line now because it's always short. It's minus money again this week at minus 159. So you've got to get a little bit creative if you're playing overs in Germany. Not quite as straightforward as it may look. I, I actually think that's a really good bet um, at minus 159 over two and a half goals. I'm going with over 2.75 goals on the Asian line at minus 129. So, um, and I still think that's a very generous line here. I mean, I've just said 18 out of 20 games for Gladbach in Bundesliga. I've had at least three goals in them. So, if there's three goals here, we're cashing at least a half winner. So, already that makes a lot of sense. Two reasons I like this bet. Obviously, Gladbach games are full of goals. And secondly, everyone knows I don't rate Darmstadt at all. So, in many ways, this is a bit of a fade of Darmstadt. I feel like they're right, a big candidate to sort of take a big beating. So if they get do get batters, say three or four, then we're winning anyway. But I actually think Darmstadt will get on the score sheet. They get um, Gladbach do give you chances, um, and it's just a question of taking them. It'd be not, I'm just looking at the Darmstadt strikers, and you know one player's let them down this year. It's probably Luca Pfeiffer up front, one goal in 20 games. I mean, this is someone who scored 17 goals for them in Bundesliga two a couple of years ago, and uh, he's actually on loan from Stuttgart. It's interesting, 31 shots, 14 on target. That's not a bad rate, is it? So he's actually minus 103 for a shot on target here, Luca Pfeiffer. Like, you could do worse than that, plus 400 for those who are brave enough for him to hit the back of the net. But I think I'd rather have Michel Pfeiffer up front for me, the way he's hardly scored a goal. Um, but they'll get chances. I mean, I'm thinking 3-1-4-1 to Borussia Mönchengladbach, but can you trust them? You know, the old Desmond 2-2 might come out. It's got to be goals, though, down for me. Over 2.75. Um, take the over three goal line as well if you want bigger odds. But uh, I really like this play for my double unit uh, selection of the week. Two unit, best bet. We like Gladbach against Darmstadt. Over 2.75 on the Asian line at minus 129. Daniele's first pick, Juventus against Udinese. Uh, this is 2.45 on Monday, incidentally. So on Monday night game locally, obviously, Middle of the afternoon, stateside, Juve are minus 250, Udinese plus 750, big price draw, plus 270. Just on the title race, Daniele, because it was a, a big game uh, last weekend, of course, the David Italia, um, Juve beaten by Inter. Uh, is that it now, do you think? Is that Juve's last chance, plus 600 now for the Scudetto, Inter minus 1,000? No, but uh, Odile Inter confirmed they are the best team and the strongest team in Italy. And Juventus played the game that everyone expected to play. A little bit disappointing. They really didn't push Inter to the limits. Zero saves for Sommer. But I don't think that either race is over for two reasons mainly. Because the Champions League is restarting soon and Inter have to play Atletico Madrid. And maybe they'll go far as they did last year. And also because Juventus won't give up. They didn't give up last season when they got docked 10 points. So why they should they give up this season when they've done much better? And they've been extremely reliable at home, especially against the lower uh, table sides. And that's why I do fancy them to win against Udinese and keep the chase for a little bit longer. 
unbeaten as well at home this season. As you say, they've made a habit of beating the sort of also rants. And also, aside from that intergame, they've started to score goals here. And this plays into your particular pick here because we need Juve to win and we need them to win well. To win healthily, yes. Minus 125 on the Asian handicap, which pays minus 106. So if they win only by one goal margin, you only lose half a stack. That's why I go for the two units picks. I'm pretty certain Juventus are going to win. This one, as they did against Sassuolo, as they did against Frosinone, against Salernitana. Recently, they've been scoring a few goals. But, you know, the fact that they're now slightly out of the title race, but not completely out because Inter still got a game in hand, will mean they will play with less tension. They don't have that enough pressure on them. And, you know, they always consider themselves a little bit of an outsider in this title race. Uh, they were very nervous at the San Siro, especially Blauvic, picked up a yellow, missed a couple of chances. Ilditz was out of the game. I think now they're going to play with less nerves. And Udinese, unfortunately, I don't think they got any chance. 13 draws this season. They only won two games, 2-0, uh, both 2-0 against Milan and uh, Bologna. I don't think they're going to go to Turin and keep a clean sheet. Lost three of the last five no wins in five, no goals in the last two games. Although they're trying, they had five shots on target only in the first half against Monza. They're trying so hard, they're going to come unstuck. So, yes, Juventus Odinese, Juventus Asian handicap, minus 1.25, minus 106 for me. That is the two unit play from Daniele Juventus against Udinese. We like Juve to win comfortably. RJ's first two-unit play, or the only two-unit play that RJ's going to have anyway, uh, is in Spain. Mallorca against Rayo Vallecano here. Mallorca a plus 140, Rayo a plus 230, the draw uh, two to one. 125 of the 230 La Liga games this season have gone under. Um, Mallorca, Rayo are both profitable under two and a half teams. But a little like Germany, RJ, although in the reverse, the lines are starting to be set a little lower. So again, you've got to go creative and you've got to go on the Asian line here if you want to try and get some juice out of these games. Watch your play. Yeah, so I'm looking at Mallorca versus Rayo Vallecano under two at minus 115. I'm actually surprised I didn't see a, uh, <clears throat> a message from Steve asking if I was all right. <laughs> because... Well, you know, I'll as, tell you as... why, RJ. I, I actually really love this play. That's why... Oh, well, I didn't that makes message. me feel pretty good then, doesn't it? Um... But you've gone for a few unders, haven't you? You've gone for a few unders. I have. I've turned a new leaf this year. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, a little bit more creative. But yeah, Mallorca, um, under the management of Javier Aguirre, uh, has had they've had a challenging season. You know, performance levels obviously not meeting expectations. Um, however, you know, despite that, they are not in immediate danger of relegation, and they actually are participating in the Copa del Rey semifinals. So they're, they're moving along in the Spanish uh, domestic tournament. Um, they've only scored 19 goals in 23 La Liga matches this season. Uh, and their form has dipped a little bit recently with no wins in their last five league games, including a 4-0 loss against uh, Athletic Club. And then Rayo, on the other hand, you know, they've faced their own set of challenges, losing key players and their manager this, uh, this past summer. Uh, they are, they're in a relegation battle. Uh, they had a, they did have a decent start to the season, but they slipped to the bottom, uh, close to the bottom three recently. And you know, obviously, the coach is under pressure, uh, especially following a, a two-one defeat against Sevilla. And they've only managed to win one out of the last twelve La Liga matches. So we're looking at two teams that you know are in poor form, uh, quite desperate. Mallorca, Pablo Mafio is out due to injury. Uh, Kyle Lahren is suspended. 
Uh, Ryo Valcana has the return of Pathy Sis and Bibi from the uh, Africa Cup of Nations. However, Diego Mendez is is likely a doubt due to injury. But yeah, the match is is a crucial juncture for both teams. Obviously, you know, Mallorca aiming to distance themselves from the from the relegation zone, and Ryo trying to uh, you know further halt their slide down to that spot. So, from a from a perspective of stats, this this was a no-brainer. Both sides average under one goal for and just under two against. Um, but I have a hard time seeing, you know, more than two here, right? I you know, based on historic historical facts and, and their current form. So under two at minus one fifteen was one of the sure surer and standout plays for me this week. We expect it to be tight between Mallorca and Rio 10-15. On Sunday morning. Plus, Eastern just before time. Dan, you look at this. Plus five fifteen for uh, for no goal scorer with Bet Rivers in this game. I, I think this is a nil nil written all over it. I really do. Um, I think number, uh, yeah. if you look at both teams, the amount of draws that happen and uh, no goal scorer, or if you can take that, always take that over nil nil because then there's an own goal. Um, you still cash if it's one nil. That's the way to play. Always look for that uh, no goal scorer rather than the nil-nil. It's only a small percentage, but it does happen uh, a number of times in every single league over the course uh, of the year. That's Mallorca versus Rayo. Two huge games uh, in Germany and Spain uh, this weekend, both on Saturday, uh, prime lunchtime viewing in the US. We've got Leverkusen against uh, Bayern and Real Madrid against uh, Girona. We've not got official picks in this, but it would be remiss of us not to tackle uh, the big games across the continent. So I'm just going to get the opinion of the boys. Leverkusen Bayern first up, 12.30 uh, on Saturday lunchtime. Leverkusen here, uh, Daniele, plus 160. Bayern plus 145. The draw plus 290 here. I mean, Leverkusen keep finding a way to win games, don't they? They keep scoring in the 90th minute. Do you sense that they're just hanging on in the title race or are they the real deal? What's your take on the big game in the Bundesliga? They are the real deal because uh, in the reverse fixture, they almost played Bayern Munich off the park and those things don't come by chance. Of course, a fixture accumulation, fatigue, that can count. So a couple of late winners, I think you always have to take into account. But, you know, the obvious choice for me in this game is goals. Bayern with a few injuries, Alfonso Davis, the last one to the list, Leverkusen, five players with 10 or more goal involvements and they are top in the top five European leagues. Of course, uh, Kane is in great uh, form so you can always go for uh, over three goals 85% of Bayern's games and 75% of Leverkusen game have produced more than 2.5 goals over three goals both to score that's what I would like RJ Bayern biggest price they've been all season first time they've been plus money in the Bundesliga this campaign I mean some people will look at that and think this is a price that I can't miss on Bayern how do you see the game Can we hear you, RJ? We can't hear you. Oh, there we go. Sorry, I had myself on mute. Um, yeah, I think I think Leverkusen are, as Daniele said, the real deal. You know, those late winners that that they keep coming through with, you know, could could come back to uh, to haunt them eventually. Um, the re reverse fixture two two, you know, Bayer they should have won that game. Arguably, I, I think the biggest thing here is, you know. From an injury perspective, right? You, you saw Victor Boniface go out with a groin injury. We, we figure, all right, maybe there'll be a little bit of a lapse from this team or they'll have some kind of adjustment needed. They picked up right right where they've been all year, right? They haven't lost all season domestically. 
And, you know, I, I have a hard time. You know, Byron's won the what? The last 11 titles? And Something like that. I believe it's, it's I think, expect more of a similar type match in the reverse fixture, right? Both teams to score over 2.5. I, I I have a hard time, though, not sticking with Leverkusen here to 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 carry that that title trophy because they haven't they haven't shown any signs of regression all year and uh i have a hard time seeing them do so with uh what do we got 17 18 games left in the season give or take well leverkusen plus 160 they are slightly bigger price than uh buying steve what's your take on this one i mean the asian goal line is three and a quarter is, is that too high is it on trend given the league given the two teams is there any juice in the money line what do you think I have a big problem predicting um, Bayern Munich under Thomas Tuchel. Uh, whenever I think they're going to do well in the game, they struggle and, and vice versa. When I start to doubt them, they um, they get a result. And I'm personally am doubting them heading into this fixture. All the stats, all the trends, all the performances lead towards Leverkusen getting at least a point, which makes me think Bayern probably turn up and get a job done here. Just to, It's just the way it is. Maybe that's their mentality of the squad. They like to prove the doubters wrong. And what you got to remember with Leverkusen, they've, they've not won a major trophy since 1993. So that's why they have a nickname over there, Neverkusen. And, um, I mean, they've got a massive chance in the German Cup. It's like, I think there's three out of four teams remaining in that, a Bundesliga two and, and Gladbach. Um, obviously, the Europa League. And, and it's a two-horse race in the Bundesliga. And if I had to have a bet on the game, it would be over 3.25 goals. I agree with Danielli there. Um, I think... You know, it's one of those I probably will end up taking, to be honest, uh, because the way these these two sides, it feels like a shootout. But occasionally you can get these title deciders, or it's not a decider, but it's a big game at the top right now. Um, it can go a bit cagey. So, um, you know, there is, like RJ said, there's a lot of injuries around, but Bayern especially. I mean, will Kim Min Jae be back? You know, South Korea knocked out the Asian Cup now, but will he be ready to start? You know, uh, the likes of uh, Upper Makano was, was doubtful, Komen. You know, I don't know. Let's see what the, the starting eleven is for both sides. And, um, you know, I think logic points towards Leverkusen actually getting a result. But Bayern, is this, this must be the biggest price they've ever been in the Bundesliga for God knows how long. I don't know. I only looked... Yeah, I, look, I looked at this season. They've only been plus money once before, and that was in the Champions League away at Man United, would you believe? Mm. I, I wonder when the last time they were this price in a match that mattered, maybe the last game or two, they might have been a big dog when in a team that had to win for motivation. But uh, I, I think whatever the result of this game, we'll look back on it and think, wow, they were a massive price here. So, uh, but it's the goals. If I had to go anything, I'd go the goals. Goals we like in the big game in Germany. Big game in Spain, Saturday, 12.30, Saturday, lunchtime. Real Madrid against Girona. Real Madrid here, minus 225. Girona, plus 540. Draw plus 390. Um, uh, RJ, bookmakers have been getting Girona wrong all season and they keep offering big prices. This is the biggest of the games for them. Does the money line look right? Are the layers dismissing Girona too easily? What's your take? Yeah, no, I think the lines do look right here and I'm looking at it. It's set up for a pretty nice lunchtime on Saturday, right? I'm going to have to have a, a nice little buffet set up for these two matches, do a little split screen. Um, but yeah, Real Madrid uh, currently leading the table, hold a narrow two-point advantage over Girona. Uh, both sides only suffered one defeat this season. Obviously, this fixture is going to be crucial, as you, as you said, towards influence in the title race. Real Madrid took a 1-1 one, uh, one, one draw against Atletico Madrid recently and ended in the series of six consecutive 
victories. However, they remain unbeaten in their last 17 lean matches. Um, Girona, on the other hand, come off a stalemate against Real Sociedad. So a little bit of team news here. Real Real Madrid will be without uh, Vinicius Jr. Well, her participation is uncertain, but there is optimism he might return. Um, Diabit, uh, Courtois, and defenders David Alaba and Eder Militao are sidelines due to injuries. Egbert Cal uh, Eduardo Camavinga is doubtful. Girona will miss uh, Yangle Herrera uh, daily blind due to suspensions, along with David Lopez, Joe Roca, and Tony Villa. Um, one thing here that I wanted to bring up, and I think why, to answer your question, Dan, why the, the line is probably right here, um, I think the aerial threat that Real Madrid poses to Girona is, the, is that difference maker here, specifically Josulo. Um, he's got a significant height advantage, and I think he could exploit Girona's defense, defensive vulnerabilities. Um, he's been a, he's been very effective with with headers uh, this season, and I think that will be key to the matchup. But I think that's likely one of the reasons outside of Real Madrid's just dominance in this league, uh, with this price seems to be right this week. Steve, have you got an angle in for us? Ah, oh, this is a really tough game, I think, because there's 15 matches left in the season, so I think there's long enough left that where the pressure might, might not be getting to Girona just yet. If there was like six or seven games left, I would really fear for them in this sort of game. I think Real Madrid would show their intensity and their experience and their title sort of ruthlessness. But there's enough time left where Girona might not be feeling it yet. And, and you know, Real Madrid, ah, this is a tough. I think, the, I think the Asian line's right. Minus one Asian handicap. Real Madrid to win by one goal feels very possible. The goal line, I think, is at 3.25 to three three and a half. I'd actually look. I'd actually be going under. I think rather than Girona away games recently have not contained many goals, but it's a different dynamic of match. I think I actually think this is one to watch, Dan, and not to bet on heavily. So I, I really am struggling for an angle here. I I think for all the neutral of us out there, we'd kind of like to see a, a Girona win. Oh yeah, no doubt about mm. that. But the plus five forty, and as RJ rightly points out, some key players missing. Daniele from a Real Madrid point of view, they're back in Champions League action next week. Away at Leipzig and those players that are maybe a doubt, maybe Ancelotti could rest them. Any thoughts on Madrid-Girona from yourself? Well, Madrid have got an almost 100% win record to Bernabeu, only drop points against Atletico and Rayo, unbeaten since 24th of September, but they've got a makeshift back four. Lunin, Carvajal, Nacho, Vasquez and Mendy tell me if at the beginning of the season you would have thought that was going to be Real Madrid uh, defence, but on the other hand, they got players that are playing really well, Brian Diaz stepping up as well, and I think Girona are going to have chances. they got nothing to lose here, and I think this game is much more difficult than the one against Leipzig for Real Madrid, but Luca Girona away from home against the top sides in La Liga. They conceded three against Atletico, three against Real, two against Barcelona. Both to score for me. I know the price is not amazing, but probably the one to go for. Both to score for Daniel. If you fancy a lean in that one, Hosselu uh, to score plus one or two to get the first plus three sixty. Hot dogs in profit this season. Daniel has been nailing them pretty much every single week. Steve's been. Good as well. Obviously, both cashed last week. We've got three for you again this week, 9.30 Saturday, first of all, as we go to Germany. Steve, for your play. Yeah, I had a lot of sort of tempters from a hot dog this week. Um, there was a, a several around the plus 160 to plus 170 range, which I couldn't have because we, we were having a plus 180 or more at the time of recording. Everyone goes bigger now. Everyone goes plus 200. Plus 200 <sighs> plus honest, is the new plus 180. Mm, yeah, I had, so I had a lot of sort of tempters and uh, I was going to go over four Asian goals in this game that I'm going to discuss. 
and it is in Augsburg against uh, RB Leipzig. So I was thinking over four Asian goals at plus 210, but I've not had a good record with the hot dog when I've gone a big over this year. So I've gone with a goal scorer. I think it's the first time I've actually gone first. with one for the hot dog. Yeah, and I was thinking if there's going to be five goals here, then this man's probably going to score one of them. And I'm going with an Augsburg player. And the player that I'm backing any time, uh, and it's actually plus 235 at the time of recording now, is the Bosnian forward, Emma Dim Demirovic, who I really like this guy. Whenever I look at him, I, I feel like he could get a big move in the summer somewhere, actually. Um, you know, he's he's approaching prime age. 11 goals and six six assists in the Bundesliga this season. Um, you know, he's one of the captains of the club. He's on penalty duty. He's got a decent XG, 8.46. And he's got an expected assist of nearly five as well. So he's involved. He's heavily involved in the action. And, um, you know, if Augsburg do get on the score sheet here, which I think they will, obviously, then he's probably the man to do it. And, and RB Leipzig, I've, I just feel they give way too many big chances away. That, you know, they probably win this game. But with Leipzig, you just always fancy your chances, I think, as a forward. I mean, Dennis Undaff scored a hat-trick against them a, few, a couple of weeks ago for Stuttgart. So they are vulnerable. And uh, Demirovic scored a brace against Bayern recently. All right, one was from the penalty spot. But again, that's one of the reasons we're backing him here. So, yeah, Emerdin Demirovic to score at any time for Augsburg against RB Leipzig, plus 235. I thought I'll mix it up this week and, and try a different sort of hot dog. Two in five versus Leipzig, incidentally, for Demirovic. So he's got good goal-scoring form against the team. Uh, that he faces um, midday Saturday for Daniele's uh, hot dog. And again, we are focusing on a player, Roma Inter, Daniele. Great game to watch. It's a, it's a Roma with the tails up after three wins in three with Daniele Verossi. I'm really curious to see if he goes with attacking formation with Lukaku, with Sharawi, Dybala and Pellegrini all together against the leaders. So if he, if he chooses a more cautious approach, Inter in command, Great win against Juventus, confidence, resilience, all attributes given by their amazing run in the Champions League last season. But I'm going for a player here, I'm going for a quirky one, Nicolo Barella, the Inter midfielder, to get a card of any color, plus 230, possibly a yellow card. Now, Barella, I think, is one of the best midfielders in Italy, but he's got a problem, and the problem is that uh, he complains too much. He <laughs> he talks too much to the referee without being the captain, and he gets booked far too many times for being a player that doesn't commit a lot of fouls. Now, in Serie A, there are 115 players who have made more fouls than Barella. He committed 17, by the way, this season, but he already got seven bookings this season, and often he gets booking against big teams. He got booked against Napoli, Bologna, Lapo, Lazio, Fiorentina, Benfica. Last season, he got 10 bookings, three in the Champions League, one in the semi-final, one in the final. When the game is hotting up, when the game is difficult for Inter, he often complains. And hopefully, the, 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 the yellow cards are for dissents. And I think he's going to play the whole game, this this game, this this time, because Fratesi's natural replacement is injured. I think it's going to be a tough game for Inter. Not necessarily a game, a game that Inter I'm expecting to win, possibly a bow to score. And because it's going to be a high price, I like Barella to get booked. And just one more thing. He has already spent his suspension in Italy. He's already been booked four times. So it's clear. So he can complain as much as he wants and get booked. <laughs> is he the sort of player who, if he scored, is he going to take his shirt off, Daniele? <laughs> 
No, no, he's not going to take the shake because he's never done it. Uh, he scored a few last-minute winners again with Inter and didn't took his shirt off. Oh. But he, he's going to be in the referee years if the game goes the way I think <laughs> it's going to go. And, uh, yeah, you I mean, check his record. It's it's very clear that he gets... Uh, the, the, yeah, sometimes the nerves get to him, but he's a fantastic player and a very good game against Juventus last Yeah, I, I think this is a... I mean, first of all, great insight from Daniele and yeah. a really good play. Um, we go a little bit more orthodox for uh, RJ's hot dog, but it is the biggest price of the lot. RJ, you're going to Serie A for your big price play this weekend. I am. I want to just give a quick shout out. Speaking of talking too much, as uh, as Daniele said, I wanted to get this in. So this this little jersey I'm wearing, or kit, if you will, is from Rhode Island FC, which is a... I like this one. This is lovely, yeah. Yeah, I posted it on my social, but uh, they're a... Um, expansion team in the usl championship obviously uh you know doesn't get much uh attention in in you know nationally it's it's the it's the league below the mls in the united states but uh you know a team in my state the smallest state in the country i figured i'd give them a shout they ended up sending this uh this jersey to me so i appreciate that but uh yeah give them a follow i think uh rhode island fc on on uh twitter instagram they uh they picked up the golden boot winner uh, from last season from Pittsburgh Riverhounds. He scored like 24, 24 goals last season. So and maybe he can carry that over. This looks to, a uh, nice shirt, that. I've got to say, it looks quite clean. Yeah, yeah. You, did put it up on, nice. you did put it up on Twitter the other week, didn't you? I did like it. It was, it was Yeah, a, I could it give it a, a quick nice model through, but, we'll, you know, I posted on my social media. It's probably better to look over there. But uh, <laughs> if, you're, hang on, it's a, if your hot dog comes in, we expect you to shirt off and throw it around. You're a bit, a bit Do of that, Whip no? it around. All right. All right yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Fair well, enough. We'll, we'll, we'll hold you to Hold me to it. Hold me to it. So I'm, um, not quite sure, I'm not quite sure if you want this one to win or not. But anyway, I'm sure you do. Go on. Uh, you know, I've been hitting the gym, Jim. Well, you know, let's, uh, Dan, let's see it, you know. Um, but You're no, a young uh, man. You can do it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, heading to uh, to Daniele's uh, um, homeland, right? Uh, Cagliari versus Lazio, plus 265. Um, actually, plus 270 as listed here on the sheet. Uh, you know, Honestly, I'm not going to go too deep into this. It's more of a, um, a, 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 a reasoning because of the, the situation, right? Cag Cagliari are in the relegation zone or right outside of it. They're desperate. Um, Lazio are just inconsistent on the road. I don't really trust them. I think, you know, Pavoletti is, uh, is a key, obviously the key man for Cags. I just, honestly... I just have a hard time seeing Lazio come out with a victory here. Obviously, at that price, it's a bit it's a bit of a reach. I tried looking at the card angles, the corner angles, but this place stood out because I also, and I mentioned this to the guys, but I have like a, a value filter that I use with my data sources. And this place stood out from a from a value perspective. It was one of the highest rated value plays over the weekend. Now, those value plays don't always come through. I want to be, you know, disclaimer on that. I kind of handpick my value plays. Uh, and normally I pick value plays in leagues with very low predictability. But this Serie A has high predictability. But again, I, I still think this has a good, it has a good strong chance to come through. And at this price, you know, we play this for a reason, right? It's a value play. And, and I think this has some, some strong value. What do we think, Daniel? If we went to Calgary and called people cags, do you think we'd get away with that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure they'll understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>, one way. <laughs> but I, don't, I think coming back to the pick, RJ, 
I'm not sure. I think this might cost you the challenge. I can't see. Oh, I can't Daniel, see. I can't now. see Cagliari. I mean, the what I I went back to Bet Rivers and there was a very nice Cagliari on the money line plus 155. I know it doesn't qualify for the odds, yeah. But that, that would have made more sense to me. I know Cagliari are strong at home, 15 points, four wins. But look at the team they've beaten: Frosinone, Genoa, Sassuolo, and Bologna recently, which I put it on my hot dog, mm. won me, but it was a lucky win. They didn't deserve to win that one. And Lazio are way, way too stronger than them. They were coming on the back of five good results. That's um, very difficult for me to see Cagliari winning it. If you say Lazio not to winning it, yeah, I would have been with you. A win for Ranieri and Cagliari? Can't see it. It's you know, can I add, I just add a couple of things about that game? Because I, I agree with both guys. I don't trust Lazio. At all, I think they're, they're far too inconsistent, and they're capable of laying an egg, as you say in the states. But last week, that <laughs> performance for Cagliari against Real, that was one of the worst Serie A performances I've seen. Yeah, exactly. For a long time, they were shocking. But it's completely different at home. As but again, against the top teams this season in Serie A, they get beaten by everyone but Bologna. Mm. So they lost every single game against top teams. In Lazio still a top team, not performing as well as last season. I can't, I can't see them losing. I'm afraid. They were shambles yeah. against Roma. Like seriously, <laughs> yeah. they're on my. Plan. Yeah, no, I mean, like, they, like, they were very uh, flat. One thing I would say is uh, in RJ's defence here is that both Daniele and Steve over the last few weeks have got Cagliari uh, completely wrong. So let's just see what happens this time around. Hey, <laughs> every blind, you know what they say, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once there, in a while. This is right? it. So. Stop clocks right twice a day and all that. Now we've spent far too much time on uh, Cali versus Lazio. So we're going to have to rattle through the rest of the picks. We've got a couple of picks each from the boys. We're going to go to Spain next for Steve's second pick here. Alaves against Villarreal. Alaves plus 115, Villarreal plus 240. did say that Spain's a bit of an unders league, but not Steve when it comes to Villarreal. I'll keep this quick, Dan. Over two and a half goals at minus 106. I nearly had this as a hot dog on the over three Asian goal line at plus 170. Um, Main reason because Villarreal under Marcelino away from home since he's took over. Six out of eight games in all competitions over two and a half. They conceded 18 goals away from home in eight games, uh, including against Minnows in the Cup. They just... Every time you watch Villarreal, they just can't defend very well. The only low-scoring games they have are usually at home against teams like like Mallorca's and Cadiz of this world who come to defend. Alaves are a legitimately mid-table side on their metrics and everything this season. They're not under any pressure from relegation. Um, Yeah, they... Gave it a good go against Barcelona last week. I feel quite an open game. And uh, I don't know who's going to win it. I wouldn't trust Villarreal. Uh, probably wouldn't trust Alaves either. Maybe a good old-fashioned Desmond Tutu. But uh, over two and a half goals. Simple one. Minus 106. Shade under even money if you're playing overs in the Alaves-Villarreal game. Daniela, you've gone to Genoa Atalanta uh, for your second play uh, here. Atalanta, our favourites, just over even money at plus uh, one away. And potentially... Could be good for a top four finish here, plus 125 to finish in those Champions League spots. What's your take on this one? Certainly, Atalanta, one of the most form, informed teams in Italy. Eight wins in the last 10 in all competitions. Genoa as well, very informed, unbeaten in eight since the 4th of December. And plus 11 points on the drop. Added a striker in January, Vitinha from Olympique Marseille, because they got a 12th attack in their penultimate four attempts. But at home, they got a good record against top sides. Took points of Inter, Juventus, Napoli, beat Roma as well. Only two defeats for Genoa. The downside 
of Atalanta is the away form. Only three away clean sheets, 14 goals conceded. I think uh, they're going to struggle here at Marassi. I can see a both to score. Minus 112, Atalanta are in form, but Genoa home, very, very difficult to beat. Both to score, minus 112. Again, just under even money, minus 112. Both teams to score at Genoa versus Atalanta. And second pick for uh, RJ here. We've got Montpellier, Lyon. Um, Leon plus 138. They are favourites. They are resurgent, RJ, at the moment. And they were awful for the for most of the season. But uh, a cup winning midweek and a, and a league win last time out. Uh, they're outside the relegation zone for the first time pretty much all season. And again, this is the new RJ. You like unders in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Leon's season has been challenging, as you stated, Dan. Um, they found themselves, at, you know, 15th position, three points away from the from the relegation zone for much of the uh for much of the season however under the guidance of their third manager of the season pierre sage sog sage uh leon has uh seen a return in uh or upturn in in form uh six wins in uh in the 10 games that he's been in charge uh the run uh, has allowed them to move clear of the relegation playoff spot so they're now sitting level with uh, montpellier and Nantes. you know key player for leon um lacazette <clears throat> who scored half of the 20 uh, Leon's 20 goals this season will be crucial for this match, especially seeing he's got a um, scoring streak over the last four league un matches Montpellier sitting uh, just above Leon in the league standings. will miss uh, the services of two internationals due to domestic responsibilities. Just leave that there. But uh, the, the predicted, the predicted uh, lineups, um, will suggest that Lyon will feature some of the uh, significant signings they had in the January transfer window, uh, Gift Orban and Nemanja Matic, who have already made significant contributions. But from a stat perspective, Montpellier averaged 0.6 goals for one against over the last six home matches. They failed to score in almost half of those. They, f they keep a clean sheet in almost half of those matches. Leon on the road averaged one goal for and under two against and failed to score in one out of five. And they've kept a clean sheet in just about half of those matches. So under 2.5 at minus 112, even with their form, I like unders here. Unders again for RJ, just briefly on uh, on relegation. RJ Montpellier plus 450. Do we think Leon now plus 600? They've, and I'll ask this to Steve as well. Are they going to stay up now? I mean, they were a team right at the start of the season. We thought, well, they're not going to go down. Do you think they've, they're on the right trajectory to keep their top flight yeah. status. They, they yeah, won in they, the cup last night. Sorry, RJ. Uh, yeah, I was saying they won in the cup last mm. night and I didn't expect them to win. Um, these two sides have the biggest... I mean, they've got a combined underachievement on XG of 17 goals between them. And it gets to a stage where you think, well, it's just not going to happen. Montpellier especially. They just they don't make anything of their chances enough. And that, I can absolutely see why RJ... RJ's like an under king now, by the way, on, on the Bet River shows. <laughs> I can totally see why he's Don't going. Don't Well, no, I mean, strike yeah. while the iron's hot. I can totally see so, why you got into this bet. I mean, I don't know if you got an opinion on Leon, whether you think you'll stay up now or not. I think they will, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just quite simply, as I, I stated, they, they found that... Uh, it seems they found that the right form they need, one in six out of their last ten under this third manager. And I think, you know, third time's a charm here. I think they're going to stay up. Third picks, and again, we'll rattle through these. And uh, Steve and RJ have agreed here. I don't know if they've been copying each other's homework on the bus <laughs> to school. Uh, Steve, I'll let you go first with your thoughts on Lorient Reims, Sunday, 9 a.m. I love that pronunciation there, Dan. A lot of people get that one wrong. But um, 
when I first saw RJ, he had a pick in this game as well. I thought, I thought, oh, he's going against me again here because the last time that happened, then he, he beat me, of course. Um, but we are both in alignment with the same bet. It's over two and a half goals at minus 106. I, I mean, two things I like about Lorient, I think, has been a big change since the start of the year. I think there was a meeting behind the scenes where the presidents decided to back the manager. A lot thought he was going to get sacked, but they brought in um, an assistant called Yannick Kauzak, former Bastia Lons player, who's one of the dirtiest ever. I've known in Liga, um, 142 yellows and 19 reds in his 451 game career. And already I've noticed the cards are piling up for Lorient since the start of 2024. Um, and I think he's brought a bit of a nastiness to them, a cynical element. They're out for results. They're out to have a really good swing. Um, and I think this is going to be an open game. The, the three all draw last time at home. I just talked about cards. Um, Theo Labrise plays for Lorient. He's the son of the manager. He's 10 to 1 to be carded. Been playing clean all year. Suddenly two yellows in his last three games. Now, I think it's because this assistant manager's come in and said, do you know what? You've got to get stuck in. Otherwise, daddy's losing his job. So <laughs> that could be one to look at. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, I mean, Rams are a tough one, aren't they? Like, they can be anything now. Um, but they've been involved in some quite open matches of late. And uh, the Ito should be back from Asian Cup duty as well, which helps them. Over 2.5 stood out. I think RJ probably going through a few stats here. And that, but uh, it just looks like a good the goal line. Look low, RJ. Uh, press up on this one. Why do we like over two and a half from your point of view? Yeah, uh, Lorient has had a challenging season, but they uh, and you know, finding themselves near the relegation zone. But with their recent form, that's kind of what I focused on here. They've shown promise, right? 3 3 draw against La Have, a 2 1 victory against Mets, which uh, you know, looks to me like they're signifying a turning point under the, the management of uh, um. The gentleman that Steve just mentioned, and, Regis, you know, Regis Labrise, Regis Labrise, just smooth like you know, flowing with the breeze here. They're just moving along with the uh, with the the current the current heart streak that they have. Right, they do have some injuries. Um, Igen, uh, Tosan, Quinton, Bozgard, and you know, Benjamin Menji, long term um, injuries. Uh, Rams under Will Still, right? The young coach uh, had their sights uh, sets on a top six finish, right? European qualification. Uh, despite a 3-2 defeat to Toulouse, uh, their matches have been entertaining. 54 goals in 20 matches so far this season. Um, key defender Maxim Busi will also be those uh, out with injury. So uh, due to that, due to their recent form, I really like uh, the look of goals at, at over 2.5, almost even money. This was a no-brainer to me. Okay, and one final pick from Daniele. What do you like, Daniele? Milan versus Napoli. It's the same game parlay, although we changed the format, but I did get the briefing, don't worry. Over 7.5 corners, Kvarashelia over 0.5 shots on target and over 7.5 shots on target in the match that plays plus 125. I think Milan, at the moment, they got no problem scoring. No team has scored more goals in this, from December than Milan. 25, eight games unbeaten in Serie A. Difficult to trust Napoli away from home, although they got more points away from home than in uh, the table. But uh, Napoli are the top team for shots in Serie A. Milan are the fifth. Napoli are also the first four corners. So they're going to try. Sometimes they try very confusedly. And sometimes it's often an individual piece of brilliance or individual action. Varashelia had five shots, I think, against uh, uh, Verona. He's top for shots in Serie A, 74, but also... Top for big chance missed. If you look at Milan, Leao, 
11 and Giroud 8 are in the top four for big chances created in Serie A. Giroud also top four assists. So this screams goals, this screams defense that are not great, a little bit leaky. Uh, but, you know, it could be it's very difficult to, to trust Napoli at the moment, which, by the way, they haven't won against Milan in the last four. So over 75 corners. Varashelia, by far Napoli's best player, over 0.5 shots on target. And in total, over 7.5 shots on target in the match. And altogether, it's plus 125. And we should point out that when Daniel has been playing Milan, he's nailed it every single time. And also Napoli and Cavada last week as well. A real solid play for me. Uh, Steve, uh, Daniel picks that Juve selection minus 106. The Barella uh, play, I think, is player of the week. Um, five yellow cards in 13 matches against Roma. Just to back up what Daniel was saying earlier, that's 38.5%. That's plus 160 rather than plus 230. It's a brilliant play. The both teams to score at the Atalanta game. I'm not so sure about the Cavara uh, bet. is brilliant for RJ. My two pennies worth. I like the one right at the top of the show. The two-unit play is probably the best two-unit play I think we've got this week, Steve. I don't know what you think. The Cagliari game is cost. Ev- Cagliari have cost everybody this season, so I'm not quite sure about that. I like the uh, the French plays. What, what are your What are your thinking? I, this is going to be tight this week for me. Maybe just Daniele again on that Barella play, but I don't know. I think this has been one of the best shows we've had for variety of bets all year. Like there's something for everyone, no matter what type of bet you like. And uh, inevitably, maybe it's all going to come down to the Cali rematch, isn't it? Can they rebound <laughs> after their absolute horror showing on a Monday night? One thing I want to say is um, there's some Minton T-shirts that have actually been delivered. Um, yeah, not just your Merton. Rhode Island um, uh, T-shirt. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah, this, well, this is a message, around. right? I I couldn't actually fit into this one because the wrong size <laughs> was. <laughs> but this is this is what. Oh, there we go. You see that? Oh. Don't be a chicken. Bet like this. I like that. So, uh, see, see, at least, at least, at least you get, be... at least, at least you get a positive one. All I get. Oh my god! All I, I keep, keep jinx, <laughs> I, keep, I keep jinxing everybody. So I'm a bot. I keep jinxing everyone. I did hear a rumor that it's the back of the shirt which is the more interesting. Well, the back of the you. shirt's got like lots of <laughs> lots of different games where I've said I think this is a really good play and it's lost. <laughs> oh boy! So Nigel has absolutely done me over for that. Uh, who, who's going to win the challenge, Steve? I th- oh gosh, I, I I I'm going to say a draw if it's even possible. <laughs> <laughs> it could be possible. Yes, could be, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah. Take your calculators out. I Take think there's some board. great picks. I really do think there's some great picks around. We're gonna some yeah. someone's gonna nail a big one somewhere, and then it's like it's anyone's game, isn't it? Steve, Daniel, RJ, thanks for your company. Good luck to all. We'll keep everyone updated via our Twitter feeds over the weekend. Uh, that is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. I'll be back alongside Steve next week, as will one of Daniele or RJ. Let's just say it's going to be Daniele. It could be seven times on the spin. <laughs> Who will be up against Rory Barlow, our man out in Madrid, of course. Stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win from all of us. For now, though, it is goodbye. We will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. See you. Great yeah. show.